0: from the prophet Hosea. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore I will change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on their iniquity. And there shall be like people, like priests. And I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doings. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase. Because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. Whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. My people ask counsel at their stocks, and their staff declareth unto them. For the spirit of whoredoms hath caused them to err, and they have gone whoring from under their God. Greetings. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Today we are looking at the prophet Isaiah. We're ready for chapter 30 today. It deals with the rebellious people of God. I opened up today with Hosea. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That feels like that's just such a massive verse right now in the face of the culture we're looking at where people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge specifically they have rejected the, the knowledge of God they have forgotten his ways and God says I'm going to forget your children severe Punishment. It says as they have increased, right? So they've prospered, they've done well. The more they do that, the more they sin against God. Wouldn't want to know why historically God's people aren't super wealthy. Why a lot of times they deal with struggles and financial hardships? It's because when we're given to increase, we forget. How desperately we depend upon him. We start to get haughty. We start to have more opportunity for sinful behavior. They eat up the sin of my people. Their heart is set on iniquity. This is all Hosea that I wanted to start off the conversation with. But here in the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, it's not very long, but we deal with It's 33 verses. We kind of have three themes. We have the rebellious children of God. And what they do as a rebellion is is they start to put their trust and hope into worldly things to help them to get them out of their struggles. Specifically, in this instance, they're going to try to take refuge with Egypt rather than their own God, the one true God. But that translates just fine into today. I know a lot of Christians. Who they, their whole hope and trust for the future moving forward is in a presidential candidate. The next theme is rebellious. Rebellious in that they don't want to hear the truth. Their prophets and their preachers, they seek out the ones that will preach to them lies. That sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it? But then we have the graciousness of God and how he patiently waits for his people to return. And in a sense, I believe that's what he's doing right now with the Jewish people, with the people of Israel. Jesus said, I won't, you're not going to see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Apparently he's still waiting. With that introduction, let's have a look at Isaiah chapter 30, King James Bible. Let's begin. To the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. Please note, what's the sin being mentioned here to start this whole situation? Why is he saying, cursed are these rebellious people, these rebellious children of mine? Here's what they do. They take counsel, but not from God. They cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, he says, that they may add sin to sin. Let's continue on. Verse 2, that walk to go down unto Egypt, and have not asked at my mouth, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. For his promises were at Zoan, and his ambassadors came to Haines. They were all ashamed of a people that could not profit them, nor be a help nor profit, but a shame, and also a reproach. The burden of the beast of the south, and the land of trouble and anguish. From whence come the young and old lion, the viper and the fiery flying serpent. They will carry their riches upon the shoulders of young asses, and their treasures upon the bunches of camels. To a people that shall not profit them. For the Egyptians shall help in vain, and to no purpose. Therefore I have cried concerning this, their strength is to sit still. So the first section here, God's complaint is that they are seeking counsel and refuge From Egypt, from Pharaoh, rather than seeking God. They're looking for worldly institutions to be their savior. Are we any different today? Oh, I hope we get this president. I hope we get this candidate. I hope this institution will do this and rather than if the people would just get on their faces and return to God, these things would sort up themselves. They would sort themselves out. The reason why government has gotten so filthy and out of control, nasty and perverse is because it's a reflection of the people. We've had a people that have enjoyed and tolerated wickedness, and now we're being fed to it. But if the people from the ground level were to become a righteous and holy people again, these other these other things, these other problems in our institutions would improve. The crime here of God's people in the book of Isaiah is that they're turning to the institution, that being Egypt. They're turning to Pharaoh, a king, rather than calling upon their own God. Let's continue on. Verse 8 Now go. Write it before them in a table and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever. That this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. Which say to the seers, see not. And to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits get you out of the way, turn aside out of the path cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from being before us this is a loaded statement listen closely because this is exactly what we're experiencing in the western world right now Isaiah says Or really the Lord is saying through Isaiah, go and write this on a table. Write it in a book that it may be for a time to come forever and ever. Like, pay attention to this. Let's etch this in stone. That this is a lying people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of God. Here's what they do. They tell the seers, don't see. They tell the prophets, "Uh, don't prophesy to us right things. Don't teach us the right stuff. In other words speak to us smooth things prophesy deceits tell us things we want to hear don't tell us that we're going to that we're facing judgment don't tell us that we're that we need to clean it up don't tell us that we need to stop doing these things over here and start doing these things we don't want to hear none of that all we want to hear is greasy grace That is the condition of the American church today. And European churches might even be worse. We'll just call it westernized Christianity in a nutshell is this right here. And God says what you're really saying is we don't want the true God. When you say these things... When all you want is greasy grace, and you want to hear things that make you feel good, what you're really saying is tell the Holy One of Israel to cease from being before us. Verse 11 there. Reminds me of a passage from the Apostle Paul. So if we go to Second Timothy, chapter 4, four verses here. Here's what he says. Verse 1 through 4. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. So it appears that we're dealing with probably towards the end of time, right? Verse 2: Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. so the next thing Paul says is preach the truth whether it's popular or not popular whether it's in season or out of season so like right now preaching the truth is out of season the apostle Paul says tell it anyway teach right teaching long suffering and doctrine regardless but here's Kind of why I'm telling you this, the Apostle Paul says, verse 3 For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from truth and shall be turned unto fables. Today, what are the fables? freedom. I'm free to do what I want. I have the freedom in Jesus to send my little heart out. God wants me to be rich and happy and healthy all the time. There's not going to be any judgment because grace, 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 grace. We don't have to obey God. That's the fables today. That's what people heap up for themselves today. We can all serve God in our own little way. All right. I think we get the point. Which is that the same problem that the people of God had back in Isaiah's day, they have today. All right. Let's finish our study. Verse 12. Or, yeah, verse 12. Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Yisrael Because you despise this word, and trust in oppression and perverseness, and stay thereon, therefore this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. And he shall break it, as the breaking of the potter's vessels that is broken in pieces. And he shall square, or sp- not spare, so that there shall not be found in the bursting of it a assured to take fire from the hearth, or to take water withal out of the pit. Verse 15, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. In returning and rest shall you be saved, and in quietness and confidence shall be your strength, and you would not. See, he's like, it's, it's been offered to you, but you will not. You just won't. Verse 16, But ye said, No, for we will flee upon horses. Therefore shall ye flee. And we will ride upon the swift. Therefore shall they that pursue you be swift. One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one. At the rebuke of five shall ye flee. Till ye be left as a beacon upon the top of a mountain. And as an ensign on a hill. Now here comes the grace part. Verse 18. And therefore will the Lord wait. Wait that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted, that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment, and blessed are all they that wait for him. So God's patient. He's going to wait for his people. Yeah, There's going to be judgment and hard things and but really he's just waiting for them to turn back so he can be gracious and merciful. Verse 19, For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, Yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more, but thy eyes shall see thy teachers, and thy ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left hand. ye shall defile also the covering of thy graven images of silver, and the ornament of thy molten images of gold, and now shall cast them away as a minstrel's cloth. Thou shalt say unto God, get thee hence. He's saying when you, when you return back, then you'll have some real teachers, right? That'll preach the truth and say, this is the way. And you'll get rid of all your stupid idols. This is how gross he thinks idols are. He says, you'll throw them away like you would throw away a mistress cloth. Verse 23, Then shall he give the rain of thy seed, that thou shalt sow the ground withal, and the bread of the increase of the earth, and it shall be fat and plenteous, and in that day shall thy cattle feed in large pastures. The oxen likewise, and the young asses that ear the ground, they shall eat clean provender which hath been windowed, and the shovel, and with the fan. And it shall be upon every high mountain, and upon every high hill, rivers, and streams of waters, in the day of the great slaughter, when the towers fall. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days, and the day of the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people, and healeth the stroke of their wound. Behold... The name of the Lord cometh from far, burning with his anger, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation, and his tongue is a devouring fire. And his breath, as an overflowing stream, shall reach to the mist of the neck, to sift the nations with the salve of vanity. And it should be a bridle, and their jaws, of the people causing them to err, Ye shall have a song as in the night when a holy psalmody is kept, and the gladness of heart as when one goeth with a pipe, to come into a mountain of the Lord, to the mighty one of Yisrael. And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard, and shall show thee lighting down in his arm, with the indignation of his anger, and with the flame of a devouring fire, with scattering of tempests and hailstones." For though the voice of the Lord shall be the Assyrian be beaten down, which smote with a rod, and every place where the grounded staff shall pass, which the Lord shall lay upon him, it shall be with tabrets and harps, and in battle of shaking will he fight with it. For Tophet is ordained of old, yea, for the king it is prepared. He hath made it deep and large, a pile thereof of fire, and much wood. The breath of the Lord, like a stream of brimstone, doth kindle it. My friends, that is the end of our study in the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, this morning. Strong words. I pray you've been blessed. I pray you've been strengthened. I pray your hearts have been pierced. Let's not approach God and his ways and his commands with casualness. That leads to judgment. Let's be zealous for the Lord and for the things of God and for the return of his son. Thank you for listening. Thank you to those of you who support financially. Thank you to those of you who pray. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.